0: Well, hello, 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 everybody. This is your girl, Nicolette. I am back again, but this time I'm doing something a little different. As you know, I've been on a crusade regarding domestic violence, and I have come to the conclusion that the only way we are ever going to be able to stop these abusers is for us to rally together as women and start to expose them for who they really are. As you know, I got married last year told you guys my husband tried to kill me. I had him arrested. He smooth-talked his way back into me, my life rather, because he knew how much I loved him. And like most domestic violence victims, he got me to drop the charges. And then he was out the door with the girlfriend he had at the time that he got me to drop the charges. Well, I have put up many posts and done videos and everything about the situation. And I have found out that he is still dating women. To the point that they are actually searching for me through my family members trying to find me. So it's just weird. Um, I've even heard that since he's been with his, one of his girlfriends since then. Or maybe the one he has now, I don't know. Um, she contacted a family member of mine because she was frightened. Because she was allegedly on the phone with her mother. He thought it was some dude. He went off on her to the top of his lungs. I know it has to be true because it's the same thing he did with me. I agree with what I heard she said, which is when he's good, he's good. But, oh, when he's bad, he's bad. And he's been doing this for over 20-something years, guys, okay? So he took all of last year while I was trying to heal from what he did to me to bury my reputation. And he did a great job of it. He made people believe that they should feel sorry for him, poor, poor him. He's such a sweet guy. I'm just this manipulative bee that's trying to ruin him, and I lied about him hitting me. Oh, he would never do that. Raheen is so sweet, so kind, da-da-da-da. So I could sit here and post things for days, but I decided to use my platform on this podcast to dedicate a video to what I have titled The Real Raheen." So I'm going to take this opportunity to not explain my side. I'm going to let you listeners determine for yourself what really happened. The audio I'm going to play is a clip. is is different clips from what was originally a one hour and 13 minute rant. One of many rants he went on that night. And by rants, I mean him just yelling, cussing, calling me things and all this stuff. So rather than me play an hour and 13 minutes, it's going to play a few sections of it. Enough for you to get an idea of what I went through that night. This is one night of what became every single night. On this particular day, he was upset, he was jealous, he was going off, I had been on the phone with my child's father, bragging about my new husband and how I'm married. My child's father was like, oh, that's amazing, I'm so happy for you, can't wait to meet him. I had this call on speakerphone, in a camper, which if you know, old style first, when they first came out, tiny little campers, you know, I don't care what part of the camper he was in, You are literally within inches, if not a foot, of where I'm at, okay? Um, So he was literally, I would say about two feet away from me. So you could hear the whole call. It was on speaker. By the time I hung up the phone, he told me I could not speak to my child's father anymore. I told him he cannot make me stop speaking to my child's father. Being a gaslighter, as he is, um, being a narcissist, as he is, being a psychotic person as he is, he, and I call him these things because after speaking to several different therapists and letting them listen to the recordings, these were diagnoses they came up with. So it's very valid that they all came up with the same ones, same diagnosis for him. So he's definitely mentally ill, just really crazy, psychotic. So anyway, like I said, long story short, I was trying to get in the house that day, After he went off on that jealousy rant and got mad at me because I told him he can't make me stop speaking to my child's father. It's just speaking, not having sex. But being psychotic, all he heard was, I'm going to have sex with my child's father. Who, by the way, lives 12 hours. 12, count them, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 hours away from where we lived. And my husband, day after day, accused me of sleeping with this man even though we woke up together every morning and we went to bed every night, me and my husband. I don't know how I was able to drive 12 hours, have sex with my child's father and get back 12 more hours. And I don't know. It's an amazing trip I must have made. OK, keep in mind, his family members all live within, oh, I don't know, two seconds of where we live. So they, you know, it's just weird. So anyway, long story short, um, you know, he damaged my reputation. I could sit here and post. This and post that and all this stuff and I'm not going to do that um, because at one point I posted a picture of my face battered, bruised, and lumped up from a beating he had put on me, and one of his family members actually posted underneath that battered and bruised domestic violence picture of me, L O L laugh out loud. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I got to tell you, I don't think there's anything funny about domestic violence. Okay, and that just shows you just how sick he and the people that he know are. So. I'm going to play the first clip. You'll hear me pause this recording that I'm doing right now. And I'll have to go back and find the next clip and go back and forth. So bear with me. But by the conclusion of this, I'm not going to tell you what to think. You figure it out for yourselves. I'm titling this particular podcast simply Meet the Real Heen." Here we go. Part one.
1: I'm the worst person in the world. Let's go. Let's make it happen. Let's get this shit over with. I ain't got time to be playing no fucking game. I'll let you baby daddy. Let's go to the hospital. You can call your baby daddy. He will tell you we're going. He can help you out after we get there. Let's go. You don't know who you're talking to girl, who you dealing with. And will tell you in the fucking world, you woman. You'll be fucking sleep. Not tonight. You can't sleep. You gotta get up and get out the bed because of what you said, not what I said. What you said. Let's go. Let me take you to this hospital and drop your ass off. Call your baby daddy to pick you up. Come on, let's go. Raheem, please just let me rest. Look here. I put this on Raheem life. Raheem, come on, let's go. Let Fuck I'ma the, the hospital. When your baby daddy on the way to pick you up.
0: I don't want no baby daddy, I already told you.
1: About that. As as you but right hand. No. I'm not going to What you did told me was, you changed it. But what you did tell me, ah. from the beginning. let me tell you something. The first thought is what's real. I can't stop you from dealing with your baby daddy. That's the first thought you gave me. And that's what's real. I know that all in life, because I know me. Right My first thought, it was real. Please just let Come me rest. On, please. Rain, please just let me rest. No, I mean you say you gotta go to hospital. and let's go. Rain, it's around no, the clock. You're not gonna do this you shit in rest. here. You're not gonna do this shit in here. Do what? You're not gonna do this in here. When I try to sleep on the couch, you don't let me sleep on the couch. It's not a fucking option. So call to you. Because I'm your I'm trying to tell you, I mean, you can't fuck with me this kind of way. When you're mad at me, it's okay for me, for you to see what it When you're mad at me, I can see what it comes when I try to see what the I don't play games. I mean, like, you don't understand that about me. I understand. You will, you will. If you don't, you will. You can go to the hospital now. I, mean. I don't give a fuck what you tell the people I about what guess, I did. Um, Let the people know, lock guess, me up. Um, I don't care. 15, don't 15 care. days is the most I'm going to do. It's just what I'm going to do. I come in home. I
0: Now, that was part one, and I don't know if you guys are paying attention. Matter of fact, I'm not going to say anything. You draw your own conclusions. I'm about to pause this podcast audio. It won't make a difference for you guys because it will seem like it stopped and pick right back up. I'm going to go back, find the next section, okay? There are going to be a total of four sections, and then actually there's a total of five sections. So give me one second, and I'll be right back. Okay, and here we go with part two of The Real Rai Heen. Here we go.
1: With your baby daddy, let's go. I'll right, take you to the hospital. Let them know what happened. Let them motherfucker know what happened. I had a good time, brother, kind of three times. just not a threat I mean. to you. It's me saying I don't want to go get checked. I don't Because care. I don't want to hear them out. I do not even see you hitting them if up. That's it. They it's just that simple. And, and are you don't even see doing that as somebody looking out. If you tell you'll them about hit you. see me as plotting you for that. They might lock me up. Oh, my God. I ain't not doing all right that. I am out to hurt
0: nobody. I ain't doing all that. That, my friends, is part two. So now I'm going to pause the audio again. Again, it will not make a difference to you. It will just seem continuous. I'm going to find the next section, which will be section three, and I'll be right back. All right, guys. Like I said, it would not seem like any time lost for you guys. So we are now on to section three of The Real Ryan.
1: You, you didn't push me down. Come on, already to sitting right. No, I pushed you. down. Oh, okay. okay. I'm, I'm gonna say that. Yeah. That's why I just. That's why I'm telling you. Come on, Did let me you take you to, you to the hospital. Did you push me constantly because I was trying get to get house? Did let you your baby up. daddy pick you the fuck you up. Did you? No, I'm not. No, I got a husband. Oh my let god. Let baby daddy pick Let's you up. just make.
0: And there we are, guys. That was section three. I'm gonna pause this again. Again, you will not lose any time. I'm just going to pause it momentarily while I go and get to section four of the five sections of what is titled for this podcast, The Real Raheem. I'll be right back. Okay, guys, like I told you, we wouldn't lose any time. And we are now on to section four of The Real Raheem.
1: So, let's do this. Let me go do the 15 days. Your baby daddy pick you up and I'll be free from this bullshit.
0: Okay. That was really quick and simple. Now we're going to go to what is now section five. And this time I will not have to pause it. I don't think, or maybe I will actually, uh, I will pause it again to get to section five of what is titled for this podcast. The real Raheen. Once again, you will not lose any time on this particular podcast. I just need to pause it to go and get the audio one moment. Be right back. Okay, guys. Like I told you, you wouldn't lose any time. Excuse me. I'm sorry, guys. We are on to section five now of what I have titled this podcast, The Real Raheem. Okay. So this is (laughs) a different day. Actually, this is a day before or either earlier that day, that same day. I don't know. This went on for like a couple months, guys. It was ridiculous. But Um, Just to remind you again, this all stemmed from a phone call I had on speakerphone within two feet of him bragging about my new husband and my marriage to my child's father, who in turn said, oh, congratulations, I cannot wait to meet him. By the way, when I got off that phone call, one of the things I said to my husband was, hey, babe, as soon as I hung up the phone, I said, hey, babe, he can't wait to meet you. Oh, my God, I can't wait for y'all to meet each other. My husband's words back to me was, I don't want to fucking meet him. Fuck that nigga. I was flabbergasted. But anyway, here we go with the last part of this little uh podcast. And then we will talk some more. This is section five, The Real Raheen. You're gonna
1: fix yourself, you're gonna talk me. Fuck you.
0: And that is section five. I don't mean to giggle, it's just it's crazy. That's a giggle for like it's like a I can't believe this is happening, crazy giggle type thing. You know what I mean? So anyway, domestic violence is very serious. And and these days, it's not just beatings. Women are ending up dead. The courts are not of any help. And I feel like the laws should change to where a domestic violence victim is not allowed to drop the charges, even if they don't want to be a witness at the state. If they have as much evidence as I have, I had recordings, pictures, uh, statements, uh, everything. uh, They should be able to pursue the case and push it through even if the witness does not want to come forward because they have enough evidence to go forward. So like I said, um, I after that happened last year, after my husband, who I just adored to the ends of the earth, uh, constantly every night in the middle of the night, 1, 2, 3 in the morning, throwing me out the house and having to drive 50-something minutes to get back to where I originally lived and was kind of transitioning out of to our new marital home. By the way, guys, this all occurred within mm, a week and a half of the marriage. It was crazy. Um, Up until that week and a half, he was the sweetest guy in the world, bought me anything I wanted. Oh, baby, I love you. I said, hey, baby, you know, I kind of deal with some mental trauma, you know, from my past. He's, oh, it's no problem. It's all good. I was very upfront with this man about everything I endured. He even knew I was, I had a serious blood clot disorder. I was on a blood thinner and he knew how dangerous because he had accompanied me to the hospital on every one of my many visits. I was going to the hospital Um, and he knew and hearing from the nurses and the doctors and me even explaining to him the danger of me ever being in an accident or falling or anything like that due to the blood clots. And regardless of that, you know, him throwing me down, um, the, him strangling me till I passed out, him telling me straight up, That last time he said, no, well, the time before the last, he said to me, I had my phone. Uh, I was going to leave the house because he was going off. I just didn't want to go through it. At this point, I was living out of my car. I kept my stuff in my car, everything I owned, because I knew every night he was going to put me out. So I said to him, just this statement right here, and he flipped. I said to him, I'm going to call the police so that they can watch me get my stuff out the house. He never heard that part. Okay, and let me let me back up a little bit. The reason I had said that night, let me call the police so they can watch me get my stuff out the house and leave is because just days prior, he had called his family member in front of me who lived like right, you know, in the same yard, literally, and said, hey, I'm about to leave the house. I want you to watch my wife and make sure she don't take nothing out of here. So, of course, at this point, I'm feeling some type of way and I don't want him to feel like I'm taking something from him. I'm still trying to do the right thing. So what I was trying to tell him was I'm going to call the police so they can watch me take my stuff. So, you know, I'm not taking that of yours. All he heard was going to call the police. I watched his eyes flip. First time I ever seen that happen into a, in a human person. His eyes flipped. Um, they went dark. I could tell he checked out and he told me, do you honestly think the police are going to get here in time enough? before I kill you. And, um, I'm sorry, it's still hard. Um, and he took my phone, cell phone out my hand, threw it across the room. Um, he threw me down repeatedly. Every time I tried to stand up, he threw me down, threw me down, threw me down. Threw, I can't tell you how many times my, my, um, thigh hit the metal railing on the camper couch. If you've been in a camper, you know, there's, there's a lot of metal there on that couch. It's not much of a cushion couch. And, um, I was, I was, I was kind con- you know, Pretty, a lot of it's a blur to me because it was just a, man. After throwing me down several times at some point, he took his fist and with full force, he punched me in my forehead. He hit me so hard, guys, that it knocked me back down on the couch. And I looked at him, and I crawled up in a fetal position. I said, "I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'll be better. I'll do better. I'll do. Better. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I am terrified at this point because is getting his eyes is getting angrier and angrier. And um, he took his hands. He put them around my throat. Um, and if you've been paying attention to my videos on YouTube and stuff like that, if you think I was lying, you gotta know my mom always told me you can't tell the same lie, the, tell a lie the same way t- two times. I've told this story repeatedly, 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 even in my police statements, never wavered. Um, he strangled me and I remember, I always think of George Floyd because I, I, in the moment of me saying it, I didn't think of, but afterwards I always think of that. I said to him, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I can't, I can't, breathe, I can't, breathe, you know, and my oxygen is slowly getting cut off and then boom, I'm out cold. When I came to praise God that he woke me back up cause it was not my day to die. When I woke up and looked up, my husband had this heavy old timey um, IBM laptop that he had bought me that I was so proud of. Ironically, he had bought it for me. I was so proud of it. I cherished that laptop because he, I'm trying not to cry, he bought it for me. When I woke up and came to, he was standing over me. God brought me back at just the right moment with the laptop over his head in a position to go ahead and beat me in the head with it. And when I opened my eyes, he stopped and he just had it over his head. That night I knew I was dead. Ironically, the day before my mom had called me, And she said, I'm coming to see you this weekend because something ain't right. She said, um, I'm sorry, this is so hard. I I thought this would not be so hard. She said, because I had a dream about you last night. She said, made me sit up straight up in the bed out of my sleep. She said, I don't know what's going on. At this point, my mom knew nothing about the violence. All she knew was, based on what I told her, I'm married to this amazing man. Um, She said, I had a dream last night that I opened a trunk and you were laying in the trunk dead. That is, I mean, you might be, you should be freaked out just hearing me tell you this. Ironically, some days before my mom told me that, which I would say approximately five to six days before he choked me that night and tried to kill me, he um he was sitting in the living room on the on the couch and and I came out the bedroom and that whole day he was just really weird. But at the beginning of that day, I came out the room and I said, "What's going on to?" Because I'd never seen him like that. He was just sitting there staring off his face and he looked terrified. what's wrong with you?" He's had a dream about you. And in the dream, there was this room and it was dark. The whole entire room was dark. Everybody in the room, the whole thing dark. He said, and in the middle of the room, you were standing up and all white glowing. He said, do you need to get away from me? Of course, I, I heard him and it kind of shook me, but I didn't really take it seriously. Um, stupid as this may sound, I thought of it as if, to say, because he had been already doing the, a little bit of the violence thing and the cussing and all that, I said to myself, okay, good. Finally, this has scared him enough that he won't be doing the violence thing anymore. But uh, to have two premonitions of my death, one of which came from my actual husband, who did try to kill me, is is, is just a, I don't know, God just was all, all in that. And um, honestly, I stayed as long as I did because, and I kept going back because I believed in him. Um, that night that I left, after he One time I left in the middle of the night when he put me out, he actually ran me down, like two in the morning, ran me down with his car. And I'm in my car flying, trying to get away from him. He has no license. He is flying. Finally, somehow, at the top speed, I lost him. And every one of these nights that I came back 50-something minutes away from where me and him lived to the apartment I was transitioning out of to move back, you know, move into our marital home, 50-something minutes every night, and I do mean every night. He didn't miss a beat Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, I don't know how I got home any of them times. It's by the grace of God that I made it. And we're talking about back road, country roads with no lights, sharp curves, you know. Um, and he didn't care. But that that one night that I told you he tried to kill me, um, and I'm about to wrap up here soon because I don't want to go over 30 minutes. We're at 22 minutes and 11 seconds. He, um, and I almost forgot what I was saying, but yeah. So yeah, that night that he was, you know, strangled me and all that stuff. When I got home, I didn't know the extent of my injuries until I got home. And when I got home, my forehead was swollen, huge, like a coconut was sitting on my forehead. And, um, I'm gonna be very honest with you guys. It took me that lump, lumps were still in my head up until about January of this year, which is approximately ten months, it took for that lump to go down. Ten months. Okay. Um. I can't say how many MRI scans I had, how many um, tests I had done, uh, how many changes I had to have in my blood thinner, um, how terrified I was, how terrified doctors were. Um. Because that lump on my head, I could have died at any any time, you know. You don't have to die immediately when something like that happens. Um, It could be afterwards. But anyway, when I got home that night when he put the lump on my head, when I looked in the mirror, I finally saw the damage he had done. I was flabbergasted. I took a bunch of pictures. I sent it to him. And I remember him talking to me on the phone, and he was like, baby, please, I'm so sorry, I can't believe it. I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, please come back home, Come." In. I said, are you sure? Yeah, please come at home, and I went back, and the next day, we got up, um, he bought me a wig to put on to cover it up, um, and uh, that very day after he bought the wig, um, I tried to talk to him about it, and every day I talked to him about it, up until this day, every time, he would tell me Don't nobody want to talk about that. You always bringing up that that bullshit. Nobody want to talk about that bullshit. He would not talk about it with me. But he would spend hours on end talking to me about how he felt about the phone call on speaker with me with my child's father. To this day, I still have not been able to speak to him about the trauma that did to me or how I felt or whatever. He knew I was on a blood thinner. He knew that hitting me in my head could have killed me. And now he's got a girlfriend who has... I promise you heard about or seen my post on Facebook, but he's charming. He's charming. I have no doubt in my mind. I I'm, I put that on everything I love before all is said and done. And much sooner than later, at the end of the day, he's going to end up in jail for murder because he's going to end up killing a girl. I didn't even really make him that mad. When a woman really makes him mad, he's going to end up killing him. I remember when we got together when I first, right before we got married, I don't know how we got into the conversation one night, but I had watched a bunch of text messages on the TV um, that was coming to him from his child's mother and sitting there, I remember asking him, I said, um, is she okay? And I remember me and him laughing at it and he was just ignoring her. He was talking trash about her, you know, F her. She ain't nothing. She ain't this. And I said, have you ever hit her? Cause her texts were going from, I love you. The next text, I hate you. The next text, um, I hope you're happy with her. The next text. I miss you. next text. I, hear, I was like, man, she sounds a little, little psychotic. Is she okay? He was like, she's fucking crazy. I said, have you ever hit her? I don't even know how I, what made me ask him that. I don't know. And he said, uh, hell yeah. I done went upside so-and-so's head a couple of times. She know not to play with me. And, you know, at that time, I giggled it off. Not thinking now. Another time, he told me about, he was bragging about how his family had to go and get a girl off a bridge who was about to jump and kill herself. He told me that story with a smile, with a grin, and with the most pride you could ever see. Again, stupidly, I giggled it off, okay? Never realizing, hey, this could happen to me. Never thinking, even though that was my profession, to check his background. And I gotta be honest, at that point, he was so charming that even if I looked at it, I probably would have blew it off. You know what I'm saying? All I saw was not me. He married me after 20 something years of being single and he, he married me. He's had one other wife, which ironically, he beat on her too and convinced me that, you know, it didn't happen that way or whatever. So, and recently he told me that that same wife wants to get back with him again. So I don't know. I've done my part. But women. You know, do a background check. Um, be careful. First time a man loses it, get out. You know, don't get married so fast. You know what I'm saying? Um, The more charming they are, the more something is wrong. Um, I remember being so proud because he has slept with almost every female in that town. Every woman we met, he... he I would ask him, you slept with her? Yeah, I slept with her, too. I slept with her. And all I could think to myself was, all these women want you. Women literally cried when me and him got married. They were devastated. I'm thinking, I'm walking around with pride. I'm like, yeah, he married me. He married me. Ha, 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 ha. Screw all of y'all. Little did I know, they are the ones that had it good. I have no doubt that he's been beating women since for 20-something years now. And he is so good, he gets away with it. Before I go, on and to tell you one key thing he said to me. And if this didn't wake me up, then I realized nothing would. He told me repeatedly all the time. He said, I cannot wait to die so I can go to hell and sleep with the devil's wife. Well, Lord, have mercy. When I told a pastor that I know that, that pastor said to me, and you didn't leave at that moment? Y'all, that's a lot. So I want to dedicate this podcast to my husband, Raheem Seeger. You asked for this podcast. You sold for this podcast. You put my reputation out there for this podcast. You had to know I am not the mother women you've been with. You started it, so I thought I would end it. <clears throat> and I will tell you this, Mr. Seeger. You, you know what, I'm not even going to say nothing. But I will say this to you guys. I let him get off those charges. But from here to Calcutta, when I tell you every single day I'm on the Internet, doing background checks, checking the court website to see if he goes to jail, because he will go to jail for domestic violence again. And I promise you, until the day that he dies, I will be to every court hearing that he is ever arrested for domestic violence with. And thankfully, even though I let him off the charge, that that case is still on file. So for the next 10 years, if he hits a single woman, my case, if it didn't do nothing else, it will be able to stack onto whatever the case is that he hits this next woman, and it will put his behind in jail for a very, very, very long time. Well, anyway, this is your girl, Nicolette. Like I said, the name of this podcast is what? The Real Raheem. Hey, guys, I had to do it. You know what I'm saying? And uh, am I f- afraid? Nah. He's a little punk, man. He only hits females. He don't hit men. And he promise you he won't put his hands on me again, okay? Um... Do I fear retribution from him? Not even. Because my God said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no man. And so I don't fear him either. But I love you guys. This is your girl Nicolette. Hey, if you know somebody that's being abused, you think they're being abused, you see them isolated from you all of a sudden, please call the police. Uh, Do something. Because they're in trouble. And they ain't going to tell you. I love you guys. Thank you, Raheem. Without you, I couldn't have made this possible. Bye.